0: driving in the UK, even though they do that driving on the left instead of the right thing, is not all that different than it is here. Like, say, if you don't have insurance, you're going to get in trouble. Like, say, this guy in Manchester, England, when he got pulled over last week, officers found the unidentified driver did not have any insurance coverage whatsoever. And over there, they can and will, in fact, impound your car on the spot even if it is a $360,000 Lamborghini. <laughs> and when you turn up to claim your impounded car, after supposedly having obtained adequate proof of insurance, and you do so in another Lamborghini, and when that car doesn't have insurance either, that one's going to get impounded as well. <laughs> it's a catch-22
1: there. It, it is. Just, yeah, it, it is. keeps repeating itself. Yeah. Well, you would Cliff, think
0: somewhere in the process of spending over seven hundred thousand dollars on cars,
1: you could mix in an insurance policy. Well, <laughs> think how expensive those policies would be, though. <laughs> well, Cliff, a little bit of sad news this morning. Oh no, we're going to start out with sad well, news. Well, it's just a little bit sad. I'm, I'm sure everyone listening has already heard the story in Kentucky of the forty-five thousand barrels of Jim oh, Beam bourbon yes. that yeah, the fire
0: in the brick house and yes, and,
1: um, whiskey bourbon
0: draining into the Kentucky River. Yes. Yeah.
1: What a mess they've got yeah, there, but Yeah, that's bad. I'm just betting. Mhm. I'm just betting. Yeah. That before long we'll mm-hmm. see the release of the Jim Beam very expensive smoky flavored bourbon whiskey.
0: <laughs> smoky flavored. Yes, it's the barrels that survived.
1: <laughs> Somehow some way. Yeah. They're going to make up for the lost production think, they had. I think you're right. Well, Spain's Running of the Bulls. Was that going on now? It kicked off over the weekend, Cliff. Okay. And I got to thinking, what would it take to be a participant? And so I got to thinking about what it actually takes to be a participant. What does it take to be a participant? Well, you need, first of all, nerves of steel. The reflexes of a cat. Yeah. And I believe the alcohol content of Mm. gasoline. (laughs) Those are the three yeah. things you need, especially <laughs> the last one—the alcohol content of gasoline. If you have that, you're good to go. Because okay. in the first weekend, yeah. there have already been five Gorings. <laughs> and you never want that word Associated. following your name. Yes, right. <laughs> So-and-so so from right. Kentucky. One of five Gorings at yes. the running of the bulls. And somebody from Kentucky. <laughs> Was was gored gored. in the thigh,
0: yes. This story from Small Town America provides proof that there are some places who can celebrate the freedom our founding fathers gave us like no other. Oh yeah, everyone has fireworks. In fact, all of my neighbors had fireworks. A lot of fireworks. But in retrospect, they all did go up in the air. Unlike what police in the small community of College Station, Arkansas, just outside Little Rock, said happened there on the 4th. Officers say about... 200 people gathered in a large parking lot for an Independence Day celebration and it turned bad when people started shooting the fireworks at one another. That turned it into an all-out brawl with explosive percussions, firecrackers, and sparkling all mixed in. Officers later said the incident saw 12 arrests on charges that include assault, disorderly conduct, and fleeing police. The cops add that they were in the middle of in the fight, they, too, were the targets of firework artillery. Five people lost fingers in the melee. <laughs> America! <laughs> Ironically, similar situation happened in Evansville. The night of the 4th, angry people throwing fireworks at one another and at
1: police. But everyone kept their fingers? Everyone kept their fingers well, in Evansville. Yeah, well. <laughs> It's one big distinction between the North and the South. We keep our fingers on the 4th of July. It's so odd the way things connect just out of the blue. You see, Cliff, earlier this morning, about 20 minutes ago, I was sitting here thinking that after work, I have to go get toilet paper. And (laughs) that just hit my head. I have to go get toilet paper. And I'm to the point where it's... uh, Situation critical at the house, okay? (laughs) And then I read a new survey that comes out on the internet, and it says that the major toilet paper brands are now using less recycled paper than they were back in 2011. Really? They'd all promised. Yes, they did. We're going to use more recycled paper, but now... Right. Boo! They're not doing they're it. They're less. Yeah, it's less. And I'm guessing the reason is yeah. because not a lot of people would actually apply for the position of toilet paper recycler. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: I wait, wait, I wouldn't on, want to on, be on, in on, that on, position. Hold on, hold
1: on. Yeah, they, that's
0: not the paper they're recycling into new toilet paper. Oh. <laughs> no. See, they'll um, they'll they'll recycle things like. You know, newspaper print paper. Oh, well, In, that- into toilet paper.
1: Well, that, no, they should have said no. that.
0: Well, you know, I think here's here's if you if you want my critique on the situation. Okay. Probably you see they they have always used try to use as much as they possibly could, but on the shelf they have the version here's the recycled toilet paper, or the toilet paper made from recycled paper, and here's the what they call virgin paper. <laughs> the problem is, there's a difference between the two. The the brand new toilet paper, made from wood that's, you know, never been used for paper before, is soft and smooth, and the other one feels like bark from an oak tree. Well,
1: <laughs> well I'm going to look for that today. Okay. I'm going to look for the brand I'm called... Bark from an oak tree. Yes, I'm going to see how that works, <laughs> because it's operation critical at my house. I really don't care at this moment. I don't know if you saw this story, Cliff, but uh, over in England, a lady took a few pictures and put them on the internet of a grocery store, and the aisle they have over there is labeled American Food, the American Food Aisle. Right.
0: You would suspect
1: that they would have some,
0: because we have similar aisles here in our grocery stores, what we would call... International foods or, you know, that kind of thing. And she's catching yeah. some flack over all the time. Flack? Book. Yes. Uh,
1: like, what kind of flack are we talking about? Well, she's got pictures of, like, all kinds yeah. of candy and Reese's yeah. and jelly beans. Yeah. Beef jerky, the usual stuff, Twinkies, all of that stuff. Yeah. And a bunch of processed food. And I have no problem with that. True. Because I eat the um, worst dietary I mean, yeah, menu of anyone I know. <laughs> You're not known for healthy eating. No, all of that stuff that yeah. I just mentioned, yeah. I, I'm I'm on with that. Until she gets down to yeah. hot dogs in a jar floating in water. <laughs> now look, I'm going to eat just about anything.
0: <laughs> hot dogs in a jar.
1: You've seen them floating yeah. in water. It's like
0: a pickled, pickled bologna or something. Isn't, isn't that what it is? They're
1: horrid. Well, I, I guess they're... they're horrid. I'm just going out on a limb because I'm telling you right now, yeah. I'll eat all the other stuff that she's got pictures yeah. of. But I, there is no way, no way. I'm drawing the line yeah. at hot dogs, floating in a jar of stink water. I am not going to touch that. I'll eat the rest of the stuff. But that's all that is. The well, water's not you know, even ever clear in any of those jars. No, it's it's pickling solution. I don't know what it is. It's, it's pickling. So you know, it's like what you would put pickles in. It's stink water. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't even have to pop the top to know my tongue's not touching anything in that jar. None of it. Well, Cliff, yes. I read this morning that in Ohio, it's kind of yeah. sweet, Yeah. a 100-year-old man and a 102-year-old lady <laughs> got married over the weekend. And, and where was this at? In Ohio. In Ohio. Yes. He was 100. Yes. She was 102. Yes. And that's kind of sweet. Well, yeah. But it puts a lot of pressure on you getting married <laughs> in front of family and friends whenever you're 100 or more. Well, yeah. Because, yeah. It's kind of been thinned out after a while. I mean, just because well, of the time. Well, no, you're
0: absolutely right. I mean, if if you insist on getting married in front of family and friends and you're 100 years old, you're going to have to get married down at the cemetery.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Was it not true? Well,
1: you did point out the obvious. I wasn't going to say that, but uh, leave it to Cliff to tell it like it That's is. That's exactly
0: right, Yes. But then again, no one cares about my opinion. Wow! So. <laughs> they were
1: married at this. C- wow!
0: <laughs> married at the cemetery. Yeah, that's right. Whew! We did a good thing that the Federal Communications Commission, group that oversees radio stations, do not take your efforts as seriously. You, as in you weed, you, as seriously as do other governing bodies take seriously the efforts of those they oversee like, say, the All-England Club that makes the rules for the Wimbledon tournament now underway. After Australian Bernard Tomic lost in the first round, said All-England Club called him for a violation of a rule that states, and I quote, All players are expected to perform to a professional standard in every Grand Slam match. With respect to his first round performance, it's the opinion of the referee that the player did not perform to the required professional standard. And as such, Tomic was fined the exact amount of prize money he made just for showing up, roughly $50,000. Tomic lost that opening round match. 6-2, 6-1, 6-4. It was the shortest match played at Wimbledon in 15 years. Basically, the player was fined for not trying hard enough.
1: FCC doesn't do that, though. No, they don't.
0: It's a good thing. <laughs> You'd be in the hole. <laughs> You'd owe money. <laughs>
1: I would. I'd have to pay (laughs) to come in and do this. That's right. That's how that works, yes. Before we run down that forecast, real briefly, Cliff, Mm -hmm. if you will take a close look at the weather radar map I have here, the first thing you're going to notice is this is radio, and you can't see a weather radar map. (laughs) So don't refer to it. That's right. So I'm going to have to tell you that it's going to be sunny and hot today, about 88. Since you're looking at the radar, is it going to rain later? According to the map, no, it's not going to.
0: Well, that means it's gonna pour. <laughs> well,
1: it's 8.30 thirty here on the Morning Road Show and in our studio we're very happy to have the new Miss Gibson County for this year, twenty nineteen. And we also have Gibson County Extension Educator. Let's start off with the new Miss Gibson County. Who is the new Miss Gibson County two thousand nineteen?
2: My name is Renee Bauer.
1: And where are you from, Renee?
2: I'm from right here in Princeton.
1: So you went to school here at Princeton? Yes, I did. Now, are you in college or still in high school?
2: Uh, I will be going to St. Mary of the Woods in Terre Haute.
1: And studying
2: elementary education. Uh-huh.
1: Wow, that's pretty good. And Gibson County Extension Educator, we have Brooke Haldeman, correct? Yes. And Brooke, how long have you been the Extension Educator here in the county?
3: This will be my third fair, but I've been here for about 2 years, so I started the first day of the fair. <laughs> you started the, the very I remember first that day. Now. It was trial by fire oh. and I stuck around. I was fun, right in that? In yes. I,
1: I had forgotten that. I kind of it, forgot it that too. I, you I, had that wide-eyed look the first fair you <laughs> were here and you're like, yeah. "Ooh." I didn't
3: know what I was getting into. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Miss Gibson County, Renee Bauer. I guess the question I have for you is: Is this something you've always wanted to do? Be the Miss Gibson County?
2: Yes, it is.
1: Since a little girl? Yeah. And why?
2: <laughs> um, I've always just looked up to fair queens, and I've just always wanted to be a role model. Oh
1: well, that's. Are you in 4-H by any chance?
2: I was in 4-H. Yes. And
1: what was your specialty in 4-H?
2: I did a little bit of everything, but my favorite thing to do was photography.
1: Photography. Well, Cliff, that's right up his alley. (laughs) Wow. Well, I know that during the process of becoming the queen, Renee, you had to do a one-minute speech. Is that correct? Yes. About something you were very passionate about. What was your speech about?
2: My speech was about foster care and adoption because all of my younger siblings are adopted.
1: And how many is there?
2: There's five.
1: Five of them? Yes. Are you serious? (laughs) All younger than you? Yes. From ages of what to what?
2: Four to 18.
1: Earlier this morning, we were talking about junk food here on this program. The stuff that we eat, like Pop-Tarts and jelly beans and all yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. But the one thing we wouldn't eat was a hot dog in stinky water. Would you do that? <laughs> Probably you ever not. No, no,
0: see, no, see, he's not describing it correctly. <laughs> it's a pickled bologna is what it is. Would you eat that?
2: No.
1: So if somebody asked you at <laughs> yeah. the fair, would you eat that? You would say no.
0: Yeah. All right. So, so... Someone clearly then has to have some pickled bologna to just double check her to see. So if somebody offered <laughs> your going to say no, with a jar of pickled bologna and cracks it open right there. Here's a fork, have a bite.
2: I mean I might try it. You might try it. it. But... You've never tried it before? <laughs> no.
1: We return with Miss Gibson County Renee Bauer and we also have in our studio Gibson County Extension Educator Brooke Haldeman and Brooke. During the songs, you said you had a little advice for the new uh, Yeah, queen. what was that? What exactly? was the advice?
3: Um, I believe you said you, if someone went up to Renee and offered her some pickled bologna, um, I think just as a general rule, not to eat anything from strangers. <laughs> don't, is, is don't, <laughs> don't take
0: food from strangers. Yes, especially okay. at
3: the fair and especially if they walk up to you with a jar of it.
1: Now, Brooke, is that something they teach in 4-H that yeah. Renee should have already known?
3: <laughs> um. I th- I think I learned that the hard way, and oh, you did. <laughs> oh. Okay, so
0: let's go <laughs> no, ahead. And, let's just go ahead and detail then the, uh, um, how that no, worked. No,
3: I, I generally just try to stay away from strangers who okay. try to give me food. Okay, yeah. so if somebody <laughs> offers
1: you food at the fair, you're not going there either.
3: It really depends on who it is, but I'd say it's a strong, probably a strong no. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> it's a hard pass. It's a hard pass from Brooke.
3: <laughs> pass from well,
1: Brooke, as the Gibson County Extension Educator, what exactly do you do at the fair?
3: So I'm out at the fair. Um, We have our livestock shows going on. We also have our 4-H exhibits in the exhibit building. The exhibits are there, and you can get in the building from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. So I'm out there just kind of making sure everything's going the way it should on the 4-H side.
1: And how should it go on the 4-H side? Hopefully
3: well. Yeah. (laughs) We have lots of shows going on, Um, so just making sure that everything's running smoothly. Tomorrow we are having for the first time ever, the Ninja Goat Warrior Obstacle Course. The which what? <laughs> I'm very excited about <laughs> it. Do you it is Did you
0: say Ninja Goat yes. Warrior? Okay.
3: So they are going to be having something along the lines of the American Ninja Warrior Obstacle okay. Course, only I expect much toned down. And it will be kids yeah. and goats going through the obstacle course. I think it's going to be both hilarious <laughs> to watch and fun so, for the kids.
0: So there's actual goats involved?
3: Yes, yeah. And they, the and
0: the goats and the kids run together.
3: Um, I know that there's a teeter totter. I believe yeah. there's um a balance beam. I'm not sure. I haven't <laughs> got to see all of the obstacles yet, but I think everyone should come out and watch because this, I think like I this said, this sounds a lot of
0: like fun. this sounds like, you know, like you said, that American Warrior thing mm-hmm. combined with that running of the bulls that we were talking about earlier. In Spain, yes. But with goats.
1: That,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. A they little should,
3: safer. They should be good
1: though at the balance beam, though,
2: the yeah, goats. I think, yeah. I
3: it's going to oh, yeah. be a lot of fun because yeah. we do have a lot of goats that um, are escape artists <laughs> at the fair. So.
1: And what time is that?
3: Uh, it's immediately after the goat show, and the Dairy Pygmy Goat Show starts at 9 a.m. tomorrow. So 10 so I would say, yeah.
1: About 10
0: o'clock. Roughly. 10 o'clock. You know. Wow. I, I may have to exercise the uh, press pass that I got and go watch the Ninja Goat Warrior. That
1: sounds exciting. Yeah. I kind of like
0: yeah. that. That's, uh, that's a new thing, and uh, it sounds intriguing.
1: So if you've got a youngster that wants to be in this kitty tractor pool, it's going to be at the Carnaby Street stage, what do they have to do?
2: They just have to register when they get there.
1: Now, I'm going to ask you a question you probably don't know, so you'll have to look over at Crystal. Yeah. Do you have to bring your own pedal pool tractor?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> You looked right at her, too, didn't you? <laughs> so they're going to be
1: furnished for all the kids? Yes. Okay. Then that starts at 7. Now, will you have anything to do with that, Renee, or do you know?
2: I'll just stop by.
1: You'll stop by?
2: Yeah. Well, you keep looking at Crystal.
1: She hasn't told you all this stuff yet? I have. You have? <laughs> all right, she well. Goes to everything at the fair. You go to everything? Yes, So I you'll do. be at the Ninja <laughs> Goat thing tomorrow? Yeah, Are sure you serious? Will. Yeah. Uh, uh, You've got to take pictures and send us that. Will yeah. you do that? Yeah, yeah. we Promise? That. Yes. And are you not going to take food from strangers? No. Because <laughs> I have been informed by a text message that yeah. Rule King actually sells pickled bologna if somebody wants to buy a jar and, and offer it to you. You'll say no.
3: Yeah,
2: I'll say
1: no. I don't know yeah. where we got off on that, but... We didn't even start on. We, let yeah. Long, yeah. We need to pull it back a little yeah. bit. And the Goat Ninja, once again, when is this?
3: Tuesday. Uh, At the end of the dairy and pygmy goat show, so probably about an hour or two long show, and it'll be right at the end. So come out and come out and see.
1: Get there early for a good seat, right? You want a good seat. You want a good seat. I'm not sure if there's a
3: splash zone, but you want to be right up there. (laughs) Oh my! Oh my!
1: (laughs) Well, before we let you get out of here, Renee, what is it you're looking forward to during your year reign? Is there something special going on that you want to really hit on?
2: I'm just looking forward to getting involved in the community.
1: Wow. That's pretty good. Mm. And mm. what did Brooke tell you to do?
2: Don't take <laughs> food from strangers.
1: <laughs> so if we hear a report of you taking right. food from strangers.
0: <laughs> we'll know about it. We yeah. find so out these things. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes we find right. out these things. Well, ladies, thank you so much. You have a great rain. I hope you have a great time at the fair, thank Renee. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Brooke, you'll be good, too. Thanks. And <laughs> and I'll try what? my best. Yes. Well, Okay. <laughs> I thought when this was happening, the Olympics in Brazil, Yeah. I thought to myself, just briefly, I wonder why in the world they would have the Olympics in Brazil. Okay. I just thought it was an odd choice. And then it came out just recently yeah. that the former governor of Rio de Janeiro mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. testified that he gave bribes worth $2 million to get the Olympics <laughs> held in Brazil.
0: So the reason that the Olympic Committee decided to host an Olympic event in Brazil was because Brazil cheated.
1: Yes. Now I'm okay with that. You're okay with bribery. I, I don't yeah. Well I don't want him to I don't want him to fix the actual running of the games and the yes. playing of the games. Yes but up to that point you don't care if people are cheating. That's right. The thing that I'm really most concerned about when yeah. it comes to this, yeah. I'd like to know who keeps bribing the Olympic Committee
0: yeah.
1: to keep rhythmic gymnastics in the Olympics. I'd like to see that eliminated. Why? What do you got against the? It is Olympic? horrible, <laughs> rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah, it's like it's like having poker as an <laughs> Olympic sport. I wouldn't watch that. I don't think that. Sure. You, do have you, you <laughs> watch rhythmic
0: Olympics? Uh, I mean, if it's maybe. Once or twice, but I'm like, ooh, I don't check my local listings for rhythmic gymnastics. That's because somebody's <laughs> probably
1: bribing them to keep that in there.
0: You know what i mean? Well, saying? you know, I think one of the one of the biggest injustices is when they took baseball out of the Olympics. Yeah, I don't understand that
1: either. I don't understand that at all. I guess it goes too slow for them. I, that's the only thing I can come up with, Cliff, is it just goes <laughs> it's a too good, slow.
0: It's a good thing, then, that we don't narrate the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. And it's time now for Take It to the Bank. As one of our wonderful texting friends says, isn't Take It to the Bank like beating something dead? No. (laughs) No, it's not. And shame on you for sending that in. Our Take It to the Bank, Cliff, today features the first jersey number retired by the Miami Heat. Even though this player never played a single second for them in their entire career, they decided some time ago to retire the number 23. So no Miami Heat will ever wear 23 again.
0: That's right. And so what player, do tell, were they honoring when they retired number 23? Seeing as how they really had no good players for the Miami Heat wearing 23, who was, you know... Good enough to have their number retired.
1: They decided, out of respect, they would retire, back in 2003, Michael Jordan's number 23. (laughs) So no matter how good you are, if you play for Miami, you can never wear number 23. And they did that, Cliff, six years before they actually retired a number from a player that actually played for them. (laughs) Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three.
0: Five people lost fingers in the melee number two hot dogs floating in a jar filled with stink water <laughs> I like it which leads us of course to the number one morning roadshow phrase for today don't take food from strangers
1: <laughs> you thought we'd have learned that a long time ago Cliff
0: and yet we're forcing the fair queen to do it this week yes we are <laughs>